presents The Brooke Taylor Show. Encounter, adventure, evangelize. And now your host, Brooke Taylor. Hello, 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 and welcome to the show. My name is Brooke Taylor, and I wanted to just give you a preview of the brand new season that we are about to launch, Ash Wednesday. That's the big kickoff, February 17th, but I really wanted to check in before that because I have some big updates. I have some good news and just some developments to share with you so that you know what to expect in the coming weeks and a personal update too, which I'll save for the end of the show. But the last show was a bonus episode back around the new year with my husband, Jim, sharing his weight loss journey, his transformation, his dedication to praying, the liturgy of the hours. And it was really funny because the amount of feedback that we got from that show was overwhelming. And so naturally, Jim insists that he was the winning ingredient (laughs) in that, which is probably true. But thank you so much for your comments and the emails, the messages relating to his story. If you haven't heard that one, you can catch the episode. It's called Jim's Journey, Losing Weight and Gaining Faith One Day at a Time. So something new coming up this season is going to be more ways to hear the show. So I wanted to start with that. Starting next week, all episodes of this upcoming season will be posted to my YouTube channel. I think this is going to be a great way for more people to be able to hear the guests in the interviews. So if you could subscribe to my channel, if you haven't already, I would be grateful. The fun part of that is I am excited to announce a collaboration with Rugged Rosaries, my favorite rosary company, and they have given me a few rosaries to give away. So I'm giving you a heads up that we're going to do a contest and it will involve possibly you winning a rugged rosary. All you have to do is subscribe to my channel. I have two gorgeous rosaries that are designated for this purpose. So I just wanted to let you know that is coming up. That'll be next week with all of the details and the rollout to that. So a big thank you to my friends at Rugged Rosary. Also, this season, for the very first time, the show has an official sponsor. And that sponsor is Select International Tours. And I could not be more thrilled to partner with this company because that's who I work with for all of the pilgrimages, including our trip this year at the end of October to the Holy Land. And right now, they're actually running a rare special where you can save $500 per couple or you can save for a friend. But this is on any trip that you book with them this year or for next year, which I love because you can reserve a pilgrimage far enough out that you know it's safe to travel and you can save the money now. And next year, also, we have more pilgrimages in the works. We have Obergramau, Germany for the Passion Play, which only happens once every 10 years, by the way, and we'll get into more of those details. And we're also going to Munich and Paris and Lourdes and another Holy Land trip at the end of 2022. So you're going to be hearing more about that. And of course, the information is already up on my page with Select International, but that's a big deal. So thank you, thank you, thank you to Select International for supporting the show. Please give them some love. You can check them out. Again, the website is selectinternationaltours.com. So now to the main course, a preview of guests to come. Okay, so on the season opener, you're going to hear Ash Wednesday, Dr. Charles McGuire. He joins me to talk about sacred music. And I took a different approach in starting the Lenten journey on Ash Wednesday with the season launching 
And then talking about the theme of chant and sacred music, because usually we start Lent with the ascetic life, with the themes dedicated to prayer and penance and almsgiving. And those are the pillars of Lent. And that is absolutely still primary. But as far as the show goes, I just thought it would be a really beautiful opportunity to begin Lent with pilgrimaging back through the history of our church and to reach back through time to the way it was centuries ago in understanding the function, and the beauty of chant carrying us through these liturgical seasons, such as Lent in our church. And Dr. McGuire is a professor of musicology. He specializes in sacred music. He has a degree from Harvard. So that's what you'll hear on the very first show that we launch in our season premiere. Here's a little clip of our conversation from that episode. If we start out in the Middle Ages, we have an entire class of individuals whose basic job is to intercess, to pray on behalf of humanity. And sometimes these are priests, sometimes these are monks, sometimes these are nuns. And Frequently, they used music as a way of both projecting what they were saying in prayer and also, and this is my favorite thing about the Middle Ages, which makes it so different from the day, to slow things down. To slow things down. And that's really the purpose of why I thought it would be a good fit there. So that's just a taste of where that conversation is going. And another bonus, Dr. McGuire actually put together a Spotify playlist just for you. So it's Catholic composers, it's the chants that we talk about in the interview. And I'm really excited about that because I think it's going to make a wonderful soundtrack, a sacred soundtrack as we begin our Lenten journey. So that will be on the very first episode launching the season. Then the following following week, the next week, I sit down with Paul Darrow. He is a former gay atheist who had a life-changing conversion after an encounter with Mother Angelica. And a lot of you will already be familiar with his story. He has brought hope to people all over the world. And I actually spent over two hours with him the day that we had our interview. So I cannot wait to post that, to bring that to you. But here's just a clip for now. You are the boots on the ground. And What's your response to that? Well, you know, I was going to mention how we are silenced. And they would love people like me and like you to just get a big piece of tape and make us go quiet. But like Mother Angelica would never go quiet, no matter what anyone told her, both within and outside of the church. They they even shot at the nuns when they moved down to Alabama. But... um, but I would say we're, we're speaking with love. We're not telling you how you have to live. If you can say that babies should not be told that they're a boy or a girl until they were, are four years old, which is, there's a group of people who are saying that. They want to call them they bees, they bees instead of babies. Uh, you're doing it. So the Catholic Church is not discriminating against anyone. And I didn't need to sneak into the Catholic Church because the priest or the Catholics were going to be upset with me. I had to sneak into the, into the church because I lost clients who found out I was Christian. Even before they found out I was Catholic, they said, you believe in that God that butchered his son? How could you? I, you can't be my friend. Anymore. I, can't, I can't work with you. Wow, boy. I, I am so tempted just to keep 
that audio rolling because it is so good and there's so much more to hear. His interview is over an hour long. So this is, I think, what's so beautiful about being able to now have the show on YouTube. Of course, you'll be able to hear it how you normally do on Spotify or iTunes, however you listen to podcasts. But also with the radio, this is just kind of a side note I'm sharing personally. On the radio station, I only air 27 minutes of my show. So to be able to invite people to see the full interview, I think is really good and needed. And that's just two examples, Dr. McGuire and Paul Darrow of what you can expect on the upcoming season. So I hope you're excited. I think the hardest part has been waiting because I'm really looking forward to these conversations. So please share the show. It would be such a big help. You find something that blesses you like this conversation with Paul or Dr. McGuire and also be on the lookout for the Rugged Rosary giveaway so that you can subscribe and possibly win for that as well. And also to, like I said, Spotify, iTunes, and even Alexa. All you need to say is, hey, Alexa, play the Brooke Taylor show. And that's pretty fun too, that you can pull up the episodes that way. So before I go, I have a pretty major piece of life news to tell you about. And you may have already seen this, but we are days away now from Carolina making her first Holy Communion. I just wanted to make that announcement and fill in a little bit of the story that I wasn't able to fully articulate online when I tuck, when I shared about this. And to be honest with you, I don't really even have the words <laughs> to tell you what my heart is feeling and how we're all, I think, processing how this came to be. But I can tell you that it was not my doing. Carolina is 10. I know that when it comes to First Communion and those with disabilities and special needs, this can be a controversial topic. And and I'm not going to get into that now, but just for context, you know, the ancient church used to administer Eucharist and confirmation, chrismation to infants at the time of their baptism. And that's still the case in the Eastern Orthodox Church, Eastern Catholics. And then in the early Middle Ages, the church decided it would be a benefit, the Western church, to delay Eucharist until children realized, until they came to the age of reason, who they were receiving. And so, I had consulted a priest, our DRE, various theologians, and part of why I didn't think that Carolina was ready is just for one thing, she has a sensory aversion to a lot of things. And at first, in the very beginning, when we first started going to Mass, she would have a meltdown with the host even coming near me because she thought she was going to be force-fed, I think, by a stranger. And so that was just one component of time and waiting and working through that. And I've been dropping little stories here and there, I think, about over the last year and this pandemic, one of the fruits actually for us has been Carolina, when they opened the churches back up, has gone because the nursery was closed. So she would be sitting in the sanctuary with us in week by week getting better. This transformation of seeing her be very calm and taking in just the way that she approaches the Holy Eucharist in Mass in general. And so slowly, over time, I have started to work with her at home. We do have an altar and we have a kneeler. So I was given permission to take home some unconsecrated hosts. And I took a page from the Catechesis of the Good Shepherd and just began to introduce the articles of the Mass, the paten, the chalice, the crucifix, which she already knows, but you know the plate that holds the bread that becomes Jesus, the cup that holds the wine that becomes Jesus, the gestures of the Mass. And, you know, things are a little different right now. I think a lot of churches are foregoing the precious blood, but of course, in the host, we receive both the body and blood. And so, 
not trying to get too complicated with all of that, just small, simple ways. And I have learned over and over again not to underestimate Carolina because on the outside, it might appear that her, the, you know, the understanding and the processing is limited, but I am telling you, she is absorbing these incredibly complex theological truths. I really believe that. And so it has been just an incredibly beautiful unfolding and a process beyond what I can describe in words. I just really don't have the ability, but what a gift it's been to be there witnessing to see this and through her, through the Holy Spirit, not my prompting, not my doing or my timeline, but her, her soul, her development, the Holy Spirit working in and through her. And so right now we are in the middle of a novena preparing for her first communion, which will be on Valentine's Day. So that's Sunday, February 14th, three o'clock PM. It is the hour of mercy. And I have to say a big thank you to my pastor, Father John Keener, who graciously obliged the request for a private mass for her because that's also another tremendous gift. And so the colors of the day are white, for her first communion, of course, and red for Valentine's Day, which also make up the colors of the Polish flag. So, of course, that's her native country, her homeland where she was born. And it also, that day is my son Grant's 17th birthday, too. It's his birthday. So, he graciously said he would share the special day with his sister. Pretty awesome. And so, he will be a server at that Mass for her, along with my son, Garrett. And there's so much more to it. But I just wanted to say how God is working through the miracle of the Eucharist in a time where we are in a crisis of belief in the real presence. And I think with the pandemic, and I talked about this, by the way, if you are, if you do go to my YouTube, you will see a new video that I published and I'm going to have him on later in the season, but it's Ray Grijalba. And he's talking about funding this new movie, the first of its kind about Eucharistic miracles. And this is one of the things that we talked about that you can see now on on my YouTube channel, if you go there, is this crisis of faith in belief and irreverence in the Blessed Sacrament because with people wearing masks and there's just a lot of confusion where people don't know if they can take their mask down and then receive or people actually grabbing the sacred host with one hand and then receiving and kind of shoving our Lord up under their mask. It's really a grief to see. But at the same time, you have these beautiful moments, I think, of hope where here again, here comes Carolina in her purity and her sincerity to lead the way back, to see our Lord there in the Blessed Sacrament to receive, and she receives on the tongue. And that's why we really wanted, even though this is a very private and and intimate, beautiful experience that we're all journeying on with her, I wanted to share it because I feel if it can cause one person to stop in awe and wonder and consider our Lord in the Blessed Sacrament, what a gift and blessing that is. So that's why I did open up this novena. And if so if you are still one of those on Facebook, I am, or, or Instagram, those are the places where I have shared the novena every day. But really, you can pray this anytime. If you have a first communicant in your home or a grandchild, that they can pray this. It's designed to be prayed by the first communicant themselves. But in our circumstance, we're, pl- we're praying it as a family with and for Carolina alongside her. And if you're not online at all, I can also email that to you. And I cannot take credit for this novena. It's actually minnesotamom.com. I had not heard of her before, but she is Margaret. She's in Minnesota. And I will link up her blog as well because she's the one that made this in printable. So you can pray for either a boy or a girl making their first communion. And so God bless her for putting that forward. 
So prayers are appreciated and I will keep you posted and so much more to come. So I am looking forward to the giveaways and to the guests and also the Arise Retreat. I haven't said much about that, but it's been rescheduled and it's sold out. So that's why I haven't really been publicly saying much because we don't have any available tickets, but it is happening and it will be the weekend of Divine Mercy Sunday, April 9th through the 11th. So I think about a year ago and this dark cloud that was descending with the pandemic and all the unknowns and we have weathered it. It has been so difficult and we're not out of it yet, that's for sure. But that's why I'm really looking forward to this upcoming season. We're gonna dig into some difficult things to some beautiful things and most of all things that are grace and hope filled. And I'm just very thankful to have you a part of the journey as well. God bless you, friends. A big thank you to my producer, Mark Cumming, for his quick work. Mark is a producer extraordinaire, so for any audio-visual needs you may have, check him out at cominghomestudio.com. God bless you, friends. Until next time, peace and love.